0: Hello this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday the 17th of November. India recorded 10197 cases of COVID-19 and 301 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stands at over 3 crore 44 lakh while the death toll crossed 464000. The number of new cases is 15% higher than Tuesday's count of 8,865. So far, India has administered over 113 crore COVID 19 vaccinations, out of which over 67 lakh doses were given yesterday. Union Health Minister Mansukh Mandavya stated that non governmental and civil society organizations had helped ensure that Indians got inoculated. He suggested that people should paste stickers outside their homes, notifying that they had been fully vaccinated. More than 75,000 people in Chandigarh are yet to take their second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, even after the prescribed time gap between both the doses. The Union Territory Administration said today that people were being contacted on the given mobile numbers and that a drive had begun to administer the second dose. The administration further said that people who got their first doses in Chandigarh and then went to other places should get their second dose from any part of India and should not delay the vaccination until they return to Chandigarh. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 250 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.1 million. Meanwhile, Pfizer has agreed to allow other manufacturers to produce its experimental COVID-19 pill This decision could help more than 50% of the world's population access this treatment. Today, Tripura Police was ordered by the Supreme Court to not take any coercive action against two lawyers and one journalist who had been booked under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act for their social media posts and reports about the recent communal violence in the state. Law reported that the bench, comprising the Chief Justice of India N.V. Ramna, Justice D.Y. Chandrachur and Justice Surya Kant, passed the order while issuing notice in the writ petition by the lawyers and journalists, which seek to quash the UAPA FIR. Sham Meera Singh, journalist with NewsClick, had been booked for a tweet that read, Tripura is burning. A total of 102 social media users had been booked along with him. Appearing for the petitioners, advocate Prashant Bhushan had submitted that the two lawyers had visited Tripura and published a fact-finding report about the communal violence, after which the Tripura police issued notices against them under Section 41A of the CRPC and UAPA. The petition was listed after a request seeking urgent hearing was made before the bench. The plea also sought a court-monitored probe, a declaration that some parts of the UAPA are unconstitutional and that states being allowed to use UAPA to criminalise fact-finding will lead to a chilling effect on freedom of speech. According to NDTV, the centre today said that it would rather implement a vehicle pooling system for its employees than work from home as was suggested by the Supreme Court to tackle air pollution. The central government, in an affidavit filed before the Supreme Court, stated that the work-from-home system for government employees would not be of much benefit and effect. During the last hearing on Monday, the Supreme Court had asked the Centre and the Delhi government to consider the work-from-home policy for at least a week. The court had further directed the Centre to hold meetings with officials from Punjab, Haryana, Delhi and Uttar Pradesh on the issue of air pollution. Yesterday, the Commission for Air Quality Management in NCR and the adjoining areas had advised the NCR state governments to follow a work-from-home policy, among other measures such as shutting down of schools and colleges. Delhi and its neighbouring areas have been smothered in toxic smog since Diwali. Delhi's pollution gets worse in October and November because of stubble burning in neighbouring states, unfavourable wind speed and emission of fumes by the local traffic in the city. Firecrackers ignited during Diwali add to the problem. On Monday, the Centre had told the Supreme Court that burning of farm waste accounted for just 10% of the emissions on an average to the year. Today, the Punjab government also filed an affidavit before the court seeking financial help from the centre to control stubble burning. The affidavit stated, and I quote, We have been asking to provide cost compensation of rupees 100 per quintal to the farmers over and above MSP to control stubble burning, but to no avail, unquote. Meanwhile, according to the System of Air Quality and Weather Forecasting and Research, the Air Quality Index or AQI today morning was at 363, which falls in the very poor category. An advisory issued by the US Embassy this week to those travelling to India asked its citizens, especially women, to not travel alone. It also asked US citizens to not travel to Jammu and Kashmir due to terrorism and civic unrest. The advisory said and I quote, Indian authorities report rape is one of the most fastest growing crimes in India. Violent crimes such as sexual assault has occurred at tourist sites and in other locations. Do not travel alone, particularly if you are a woman, unquote. The US embassy had issued a similar advisory in 2019 as well. Besides urging citizens to not travel to Jammu and Kashmir due to terrorism and civic unrest, the US State Department also asked its citizens in the advisory to not travel within 10 kilometers of the India-Pakistan border due to potential for armed conflict. It noted that terrorists could attack with little or no warning, targeting tourist locations, transportation hubs, markets, shopping malls and government facilities. It said that citizens should avoid all travel to this state referring to Jammu and Kashmir with the exception of visits to the eastern Ladakh region and its capital Leh the advisory referred to J&K as a state instead of a union territory meanwhile The US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a Level 1 COVID-19 notice for Americans travelling to India, saying that the risk of contracting the infection and developing severe symptoms may be lower if one is fully vaccinated. A man in Bhopal, Madhya Pradesh, allegedly raped and murdered his daughter for marrying a person from a different caste, Hindustan Times reported. The woman was reportedly killed on 5th November, but the police found her body after nine days. The superintendent of police in Bhopal told the Hindustan Times that the crime took place in the outskirts of the city, where the woman had gone along with her father and brother to bury her baby who had died of pneumonia. Police officer Sudhesh Tiwari told the New Indian Express and I quote, The young woman was raped by her father and later murdered for honour. The infant's body too was dumped there. The police have arrested the man and his son. During the questioning, the woman's father reportedly told the police that he was waiting for a chance to kill his daughter as her marriage outside their caste had distanced his relatives from the family. Objections to interfaith marriages in India are common. In 2015, honour-killing cases had soared by nearly 800%. In the national capital itself, a 29-year-old man was shot in the head by his brother-in-law on October 30th of this year, who reportedly objected to the interfaith union. Do read my report on the same on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Four Months After Interfaith Marriage, Delhi Man Battles for Life with Bullet in Head. Listeners, the reason we are able to pursue stories of public interest and tell them to you without any external pressure is because we are not accountable to corporations and governments for advertisements, but to you, the reader. If you aren't a part of our community already, do subscribe by clicking on the red subscription button on the top right corner of your screen. Lowest subscription starts at Rs. 300 only. Yesterday, Polish authorities at the border with Belarus used water cannons and tear gas against stone-throwing migrants, AP reported. Warsaw accused Belarusian authorities of giving smoke grenades and other weapons to the migrants in order to cross the Polish frontier. This event marks an escalation in the tense crisis on the European Union's eastern border. Poland has accused Belarus President Alexander Lukashenko of using migrants as pawns to destabilise the 27-nation bloc in retaliation for its sanctions on President Alexander's authoritarian regime. Lukashenko yesterday denied the accusations of engineering the crisis while stating that his government has deported about 5,000 illegal migrants from Belarus this fall. In a government meeting held about the situation at the border, he said, and I quote, We're not collecting refugees all over the world and bringing them to Belarus, as Poland has informed the European Union. Those who come to Belarus legally, we accept here, the same way any other country would. Those who violate the law, even in the slightest, we put on a plane and send back home, unquote. Anna Michelska The Border Guard spokesperson at the Belarus border stated that some 2,000 migrants were at the frontier in freezing weather, of which only about 100 were believed to have attacked the Polish forces near Kuznica. According to the Indian Express, events at the border have been difficult to verify independently as Poland has imposed a state of emergency, thereby barring the entry of reporters and human rights workers in the area.